we are running our second annual 21-day Be a Better Friend Challenge. Visit betterfemalefriendships.com to join us, and you'll immediately receive your copy of our 2023 Friendship Intentions ebook to get you started. And then on January 11th, we're all doing it together. You'll receive one actionable challenge each day with me as your personal wing woman telling you exactly what to say or do to enrich the landscape of your friendships. That's at betterfemalefriendships.com. I hope to see you over there. You thought that it was just a regular girls get together. It's a Friday night and you or your girls are gathered around a fire pit sipping on something bubbly and laughing over something silly when your friend Tiffany makes a big announcement. In response, everyone screams giddily, rushing to place their glasses down so they can run over and hug her and begin bombarding her with follow-up questions. But you're still shocked. And if one were to pay close attention, they would notice your momentary delay. Now, of course, you're happy for your friend, but you also have this unpleasant feeling that's been stirring inside. What was it? A flash of envy? Jealousy? What's even the difference between the two anyway? And does having either of these emotions make you a bad friend? What's going on? And why can't you be just as thrilled as everyone else? In today's episode of the Friend Board Podcast, we're talking about envy and jealousy in female friendship. But we're addressing a few aspects of these issues that often get overlooked. So I'll walk you through the difference between the two feelings, tangible things that you can do when these emotions arise, and at the very, very end of the episode, I'll hit you with research that I think might seriously surprise you. So if this is something that you have recently been dealing with, then tune in, because I am here to help you through it. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, I got you. I'm your host, Danielle Byer Jackson, a friendship coach, speaker, and author. And when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding female friendship, I am here to help you through it. So I want to start by saying if you are new to the show, welcome. There has been a surge in. Uh, episode downloads. And I think it has to do with a myriad of of recent press appearances. And so I'm so happy to welcome our new listeners, whether you first heard of me um, on my interview with BBC or CBS or the Tamron Hall show. Um, I'm honored to have these opportunities. And I'm most excited about how it's introducing new women to the platform. So welcome uh, to the Friend Forward podcast. We're going to start you off here with an episode on jealousy and envy and female friendship. So let's start by differentiating between jealousy and envy and friendship because all too often the words are used interchangeably. So one easy way to remember the difference is to think about how they're separated by just one number. Envy involves two parties. Jealousy So if you're envious of your friend, you may kind of find yourself wishing that you had what she has. Maybe she got a new house. She announced a recent pregnancy. She got into the school of your dreams, got remarried. Uh, She easily holds the attention of handsome men. Whatever it is, you see that she has something that you would like to have for yourself. Jealousy, however, involves some kind of perceived intruder. So if you're jealous of your friend, it means that you're worried that someone else is going to come and steal her away. 
So you have her, but you fear that what you have will be taken, threatened, or in some other way jeopardized by another person. So this happens when, let's say, she gets a new friend that she's been talking about incessantly. And you're like, oh, okay, she's spending a lot of time with this other person. Or maybe when she has a baby and suddenly she's spending less time with you. And now, even right now, as I give that example of her having a baby and you feeling some kind of way about not getting time with her, you might be thinking, wait, no, wait, no, I would be happy for my friend. I'd be a bad friend if I was jealous over something like that. And can we talk about that for just a moment? Okay. It's been about five years now of me exclusively studying female friendships. So I have the privilege of women like you from around the world trusting me with your most personal friendship issues. And I dedicate hours a week to reading the latest research on women's conflict, women's communication, and women's connection. And you know what I have found? Jealousy and envy seem to be the only subjects that don't warrant much of a conversation. And don't get me wrong. I don't mean that you won't find content anywhere because the topic is everywhere. If you search female friendship on Google or TikTok or Instagram, the phrase is often coupled with the word envy or jealousy. So I don't mean that a lack of content on the subject is the issue, but I mean the space that we give, the nuance that we invite into the conversation about these subjects is very limited. It seems to be very simple, the extent of the conversation. If you experience jealousy with a friend, you're a bad friend. Or perhaps you weren't a real friend after all. So with such an uncompromising attitude toward the subject in the context of friendship, it leaves some women denying the feelings altogether when they do come up. Because you don't want to be perceived as being anywhere near the neighborhood of bad friend. But yeah, If you find yourself longing to have what your friend has right now in this season of your life, there might be a bit of envy. And if you're feeling that what you have with a friend might be threatened by someone or something else, yeah, you might be a little jealous. But if that is the case, what do you do? I have three things to offer you this week and then I'm out of your hair. First, if you feel a slight fleeting momentary ping of envy, When a friend announces something that she's achieved or received, don't pretend that you didn't. Instead, after you hug and congratulate her, I want you to go somewhere where you can be alone. And I encourage you to think of the ways that that little ping of envy was about you, not her. Because quote unquote bad friends, they will think, wow, she thinks she's so great. Why do things always happen for her? You know, how can I humble her? What can I do to take this moment or sabotage this moment? If your mind is there, well, then yeah, I think you should rethink your capacity of being in healthy friendships and perhaps talking to a therapist can help you work on that. Yes, right? For everyone else, I want you to think about what that ping of envy might be signaling about yourself. And then go do that work. So let's go with the example of her starting to date somebody new and amazing, right? You're conflicted because on one hand, of course, you're happy for your girl. She's in a good place. There's a guy who's come along and who recognizes just how special she is. You have joy in seeing her blossom in love. Yes. But you can't help but to also think, man, when will this happen for me? When will my efforts pay off? I encourage you to think about the emotion word that lies up under that. What is really going on? Let me give you some examples. It might be a fear 
that you will be left behind. You might be experiencing a sadness about losing her. You might have anxiety over whether time is running out for you. But remember, the envy is signaling something about you and your situation, not your friend. And looking at the root of what's being signaled might help you to either get motivated, to um, see a new insight, or to experience a revelation. If you allow it, all those things are possible, okay? The second thing I'd like us to uh, integrate into this conversation around jealousy is that if you find that it really is kind of difficult for you to show up for your friend due to the nature of her, her latest announcement, it's okay to allow yourself to show up in the ways that you can. So for example, we've recently had a few episodes about women who are, you know, open to speaking on uh, fertility issues and, and pregnancy loss and how that is impacting their friendships. One recurring theme in that conversation was experiencing a difficulty in showing up for friends during pregnancy announcements, even though you are genuinely happy for this woman in your life. So you might find that, yeah, it's really difficult to sit and participate in a three-hour baby shower or to, you know, contribute in hours-long conversations about children or to play certain games or attend baby-related events. If there's a wound, an aching, a trigger, you might decide, you know what, I'm going to send a gift and a card and then the day after the event, I'm going to ask her how it went. Hopefully, when we're friends with people who know our story or, or even if they don't, there is room. There is room to show up in the ways that we can. Um, I'll tell you this. When my son was a few weeks old, a friend came over to visit. Um, he was about a month old and I was more tired than I'd ever been. I was scrolling on social media during this haze of sleeplessness and I was beginning to feel isolated and left behind. Um, even though I was simultaneously so overwhelmed with joy and gratitude for this new baby. But we were strapped financially. I was in pain from breastfeeding. And I just was craving just one tiny little mental break from, from, from the newness and strain of motherhood. So my friend came to visit during this time. And while we were catching up, she announced that she was going to go to Las Vegas. I had never been to Las Vegas. I wished at the time that I had the money to go to Las Vegas. I wish I had the time. I wish I had the ability to take a vacation. And so she, when she announced to me, oh, I'm going on vacation, I can't wait, I am not ashamed to admit my first thought was not, oh, that's so exciting, tell me more. And I said to her, oh, well, that must be nice, which is so um, unhelpful and disappointing, right? And she kind of was like, yeah, you know, and dismissed it and changed the subject, sensing my uh lack of joy for her announcement. And I had to catch myself. I'm not embarrassed anymore to say that I had to do mental work to uh, be able to be happy for her. And I asked her for a second chance. So, you know, in the moment I said, you know what, I think I just am, you know, pouting a little bit because girl, I need a vacation too. So I, I shouldn't have said that. I didn't mean like that. Um, I think I just need a mental break too, but tell me about the trip and, and, you know, tell me what you have planned and do you mind sharing your itinerary with me when you come back so that when I go, you know, I know exactly what places to hit up, you know, and, um, it was not my first thought. It was my second. And since then I've been able to do the work so that in most scenarios, it now is my first thought. 
if a friend shares something joyous, you immediately are like, oh my God, girl, get it, you know? So I just want to normalize it being sometimes the second thought, as long as it is a thought (laughs) that comes around at some point. Sometimes you might have to remind yourself, hold on a second, I'm projecting my fear, I'm projecting my loneliness, my anxiety onto her, and that's not fair. So instead, I need to be thinking, wow, God, thank you for blessing me with women around me who are getting these experiences. Thank you for dropping these these gifts and opportunities on the women in my circle. Look at her. Look at how excited she is. It feels good to have my sister enjoy this moment, and I can share in her joy. It might take you some time to be able to do that, but I think it gets easier and easier the more that you do. Okay. And finally, I want you to remember that if you are experiencing jealousy specifically, I want you to think about how you can channel it for good. There's research by Dr. Jamie Krems who finds that one benefit of friendship jealousy, remember that's the one with three parties, you fear that what you have might be threatened by an outsider, right? I want you to think about the ways it could lead to something positive. So she talks about friend guarding in her research, which is exactly what you might think it is, doing things to preserve what you have with the friends. How do you keep others away, these other intruders or interlopers? But this can spark positive behaviors, like reflecting on the fact that you probably should be calling your friend more, right? Like if you see a picture of her hanging out with other friends, it might make you think like, God, I haven't been really attentive to her. I have been kind of taking advantage of her friendship and and overlooking opportunities to to call her, to spend time together. Maybe seeing others value her might awaken you to the ways that you can step your game up. Okay, see? All good outcomes from that little ping of jealousy. But then there's bad-mouthing the other friend to her or trying to stop her from seeing the other friend or, or becoming deceitful in some way. No, that would not be a positive or healthy response. So we'll end the episode the same way we do every week with this. As your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. I want you to think of a recent positive life development or experience that has happened with a friend that gave you a ping of envy or a a little ping of jealousy. I want you to shake the feelings of shame that bubbled up with that emotion. And instead, I want you to get curious. Why did this feeling just bubble up for me? Am I feeling left behind? Am I feeling angry about something else entirely? Am I not completely confident and secure in my abilities to receive, pursue, or accomplish the same thing? Now, where does that line of questioning lead you and what can you do to find some resolution? I just want to facilitate right now a moment to explore that without A, pretending you don't feel that way at all, which would deny you a moment of helpful revelation. And B, I want to facilitate this moment to to stop you in the event that you're starting to feel a little salty with your friend or make passive aggressive remarks or you're distancing yourself from her because we're not having that, okay? So let's take a moment to get clear on what's really going on so we don't project it in the wrong way. Remember, this is your sister, If she has been blessed with something, remind yourself your circle got a blessing. She is an extension of you. She is a mirror for you. She might be a model for you, a connection to you. If it has happened for her, it has happened to you. And I'll end with this. 
there's research that suggests that it might be more powerful in a friendship to show up for a friend in her good times instead of her bad. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, emotional support is actually the number one thing we seek in our uh, same-sex friendships, okay? So yes, there's an expectation. You will be there to support your friend during her bad times. But in terms of impact, there's a popular study that finds that it might have a greater impact to show up during the positive times, like amplifying her joy in that moment. If you find that you're in an insecure or sensitive space, just generally in life, and it's making it hard for you to show up for your friends, it's going to have a direct impact on your friendships, how connected and seen she feels to you, by you. Um, and also, I'm, I'm going to say your capacity for happiness, because it can be multiplied when you can uh, revel in the achievement of your friend's accomplishments. Just a thought. As you as you mull that over, I want you to come and talk to me if this stirs anything up for you over on Instagram at friendboard or my personal account at Daniel Byer Jackson. And in the meantime, you know that I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time. <laughs>